in a series today called Ridiculous. And where we get this thought from was when David told King Saul that he would go fight Goliath the giant in the New Living Translation there in 1 Samuel. King Saul tells David, do not be ridiculous. You can't go fight this giant. He, he will wear you out. But David had ridiculous faith in God, and he went out with big faith in a big God, and God used David to defeat Goliath. And I believe that God wants you to have ridiculous faith, that God wants our church to have ridiculous faith, that he wants us to have big faith in a big God, because God has a big future for us. Does anybody believe that? I ought to give God a little praise right now if you believe the word of the Lord. Come on, you got a big future for us individually and as a church. So we've been looking at this whole ridiculous, ridiculous faith and ridiculous blessings. And today I want to talk to you about ridiculous trust, ridiculous trust. And whenever I think about this whole concept of trust, it's rather interesting because when it comes to trust, a lot of people have trust issues. I mean, you think like that, like a lot of people have just got kind of just some trust issues. And I, I saw some pictures online this week about trust issues that just made me uh, laugh and chuckle. L let me share them with you. Ch check this first one out. List of people that I trust is small, really small how many people I trust. <laughs> check out this next one. Two reasons I don't trust people. Number one, I don't know them. Number two, I know them. How many know what I think? Huh? Trust issues. Check, check this one out. Never trust someone who takes hours to text you back, but when you're with them, they always got their phone in their hand texting. I'm, huh? I'll trust you. Come on. Huh? Trust issues. This is my absolute favorite one. Check this one out. I don't trust you, but is anything too hard for the Lord? Huh? Lady, what you up to? Uh, why, why, why are you down trying to talk to a brother like that? Huh? <laughs> that, that's, that's funny. And, and most people have trust issues. And here's the question that I want us to ponder for a few moments. I, I don't always like us to go back down memory lane to the painful moments of life, but, but sometimes it's really helpful for us to move forward in our faith, for us just to go down memory lane for just a moment and just to begin to think about what moment caused you to have trust issues. Think about that. One moment caused you to have trust issues. I have several of those moments throughout my life, and I, I can think of a, a few of the really big ones. When I was sexually abused by a lady, it was a moment that I began to have trust issues. When a close relative stole my social security number for their own benefit, I began to have trust issues. When a close friend betrayed me, is a moment where I had trust issues. What was your moment when you began to have trust 
issues. I want you to think about it. Maybe it was when you were a child and you had a, a just a horrible relationship with your parents or maybe it was abandonment or neglect or maybe it was abuse or betrayal. What, what moment did, did you begin to have trust issues? Was it a moment of violence or rape or assault or maybe growing up in school you were bullied or maybe there was an accident or an illness that caused you to begin to have trust issues. Maybe it was an affair or and a divorce or or a death of a loved one or or theft or damage to your personal problem property what moment did you begin to have trust issues maybe it was somebody took advantage of you or somebody you deeply trusted deeply disappointed you what was the moment that you began to have trust issues and here's a question i want us to think about and that is how does that moment impact you today? How is that moment impacting your relationships today? Do you find yourself because of trust issues lashing out at people? Do, do, do you find yourself because of trust issues just being bitter? Do you find yourself because of trust issues, you got your guards up all the time. You're like, I'm not, nobody's getting in. Nobody's getting close. I'm never going to build relationships again. I'm never going to be close. I'm never going to share my business again. I'm never going to open up. And you, just, you have all of these walls up because of trust issues. And, and what many Christians fail to realize is that trust issues leak over into our relationship with God. And because trust issues leak over into our relationship with God, there's a lot of Christians that believe in God but don't trust God. And what a horrible place to live, to be a Christ follower and say, I believe in God, but I don't trust God. And I want us to understand to have ridiculous faith, you have to have ridiculous trust in God. You will never have a faith that pleases God until you have this ridiculous trust in God. There are so many of the benefits that you experience of being a Christ follower by trusting God. You miss out on so much if you go through life with God with trust issues. Did you realize that your peace of mind is dependent on your trust in God? Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 and 4, you keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. Does there, is there anybody in the house online at a campus today that you need some peace in your mind? Come on, anybody, just throw a hand up at me today. You need a little peace. Come on, it's hinged, it's, it's contingent upon your trust in God. Your safety is dependent on your trust in God. Proverbs 29 verse 25, fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Your strength in God is dependent on your trust in the Lord. Psalm chapter 28 verse 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart Trust him, and he helps me. He, he strengthens me. He helps me because I trust him. My heart leaps for joy, and with song I praise him. Did you realize that overcoming your fears is dependent on your trust in God? The psalmist said in chapter 56 in verse 3 and 4, when I'm afraid, 
I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise. In God, I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? Whenever fear is trying to grip a hold of your heart, it's, it, you, you overcome it by putting trust in God. Did you realize your blessings are dependent on your trust in God? Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, who trusts in the Lord. Your prosperity is dependent on your trust in God. The writer of Proverbs says in chapter 28, verse 25, the greedy stir up conflict, but those who trust in the Lord will prosper. Your dreams coming to pass are dependent on your trust in God. Psalm chapter 37, verse 4 and 5, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, the, the dreams of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Some translations say he will do this. The big future that God has in store for your life is dependent upon your trust in God, God, I trust you with my family. I trust you with my career. I trust you with my education. I, I trust you with my money. I trust you with my health. I trust you with my future. God, I trust you. And the reality is trust issues are real. And some of you are struggling with trust issues and never even thought about how it's impacting your relationship with God. And what I want to do for the next few moments is I want to help us all take some steps forward in overcoming our trust issues by looking at one of the most famous Bible verses all throughout the scripture. Many of you, whether you are, are new to church today or you've been in church a long, long time, you've probably heard this Bible verse quoted. And I want to unpack some truths from it to help us overcome trust issues and to have ridiculous trust in God. Here's the two verses, Proverbs chapter 3 and, and, and verse number 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Come on, let's overcome some trust issues today. Number one is this, how? Trust God with all your heart. Trust God with all your heart. The, the word trust in the Hebrew means to set one's hope and confidence upon or to cling to, to cling to. You know, Tiffany and I, we have uh, four amazing children, and they're they're, they're, they're older now, they're getting up there in the teenage years, and we've got one that's 17, he'll be 18 next month, and then we've got a 16-year-old, and a 15-year-old, and a 13-year-old, and so they're getting up there, but man, I still remember when they were little guys and get little girl walking around, and I can remember walking down the street or walking up to somebody's house, and a dog would come running out and running up, and, and I can remember my kids grabbing my leg, reaching their hands up, and I'd pick them up and they cling to my neck. I mean, they just cling to I me, mean, just hold me so tight. And you know, I was super dead. Get back, dog. I will, I will hurt you because I got my kid and my kid trusted me that I would take care of them and protect them from the dog. My kid could have taken off running. They could have tried to climb a tree, but they said, no, I trust my daddy. And they clinged tight to me. And trust in God means that we cling tight to God. 
The psalmist said in Psalm 63, verse 8, I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. Are you clinging to God with all of your heart? Or do you find yourself clinging to God with just some of your heart, with just 25% of your heart? God, I'll cling with 50% of my heart. God, I cling with you, cling to you with 75% of my heart. Do you find yourself clinging to God for your salvation, but not with your dating? Do you find yourself clinging to God with your job, but not with your money? Do you find yourself clinging to God with a personal problem, but not with your future? What are you clinging to today? Ridiculous trust says, God, I cling to you. I hold on to you. I trust you with my life. I'm clinging to you with my family. I'm clinging to you during the holiday season when I might get a little lonely, but I cling to you when I'm lonely. I cling to you in this holiday season. I cling to you with my future. I cling to you with my marriage. It's not going the way that I want it to. But I cling to you. I cling to you with my parenting. I cling to you, God. I'm not sure about my future, but I know who holds the future. So I cling to you. Church, what are you clinging to? What do you call you clinging to? Your heavenly Father. Trust in the Lord. Cling to the Lord. Number two, how do we overcome trust issues? Lean not on your own understanding. Ridiculous trust means we do not lean on our own understanding, our own wisdom, our own ingenuity. And when you study the word lean in the Hebrew, it gives the picture of a person leaning on something to hold up their weight. Leaning on something to hold up their weight. I'm, I'm curious today, at all of our locations, how many of you, when you travel on an airplane, even if you're only going to be gone one day, maybe two days on, on the trip, you're going to always check in a bag because you got so much luggage you got to check in that bag. Come on, where are all my check bag people that just lift your hand? Come on, where are you? I see, I see you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in every crowd. There's always check bag people. Now, how many of you are like me? I might be gone four days, but I'm going to get it all in a carry-on bag. Who knows what I'm talking about? Where, where, where are my carry-on bag people at all of my campuses? Where, where are you, huh? That, that's me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it all in this little case right here. I won't check nothing. It's coming with me. On the airplane. Can't lose it that way. And I was recently traveling and uh, going through Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. And if you're not familiar with the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, they have different terminals that you can catch flights out of. Terminal A, B, C, D, and so on and so forth. And I, I, was, I was needing to go from Terminal C to Terminal A. And there's a tram system. You have to take the escalator up and get to the top and then you get on the tram, the little train that takes you to your concourse. And so I got on the tram and 
and st stood there for a few moments as they waited for the doors to close. They kind of just stay open just for a little bit to get everybody time to get on. And I was standing there, and there's always, you know, on the trains, on those little trams, they got rails up top you can hold on to. They got, they got poles in the, in the middle across all through the tram that you could grab a hold on to. But I was like, I'm good. I'm going to lean on my suitcase. I'll be good. I'm, you know, I'm an athlete. I'm an Afro-Wewoka. I'm a Wewoka tiger. I'm good. And so standing there as a Wewoka tiger and athletic ability and and then the tram took off and I grabbed I, I lost my cool points church I grabbed a hold that pole I leaned on that pole because this suitcase was letting the brother down and 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 so many people in life that that they're, they're leaning on their own understanding and they're going through life leaning on their own understanding. And, and they're always falling over and can't ever make it to their death. Always tripping over because they're, they're leaning on their own understanding. And whenever you lean on your own understanding, your own understanding will never hold you up. When you lean on your own understanding, you find yourself worrying instead of praying. And the Bible says you ought to pray about everything. When you lean on your own understanding, you fight to be first instead of being willing to be last. And the Bible says that the first shall be last and the last shall be first. But everybody wants to be first. I want to be first in the line. I want to be first to be picked. But, 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 but you're leaning on your own understanding. When we lean on our own understanding, we do all we can to climb up instead of being willing to go down. We'll do whatever it takes to step on people, to climb up. We, we we, we, we do whatever it takes. We're full of pride instead of humility. And the Bible says, humble yourself under God's mighty hand and he will lift you up. But, 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 but church, when we start leaning on our own understanding, we talk first instead of listening first. And the Bible says, be slow to speak and to be quick to listen. When we lean on our own understanding, we hold grudges instead of forgiving others. And the Bible says to forgive those because Christ has forgiven you and me. When we lean on our own understanding, we hate others instead of loving others. And the Bible says to love your enemies. It says to pray for those who persecute you, to do good to those who persecute you. When we lean on our own understanding, we hold on to our money instead of giving our money. And the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive church what are you leaning on today when you lean on your own understanding you're always falling over and you'll never make it to the big dream and destiny and future that God has for you if you're leaning on your own understanding this week when I was studying this portion of scripture I, I love to study the word of God and it just jumped out at me new just new perspective, new insight, new revelation as I, as I was studying this way this week. Let me share it with you. In, in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 9 and 10, it says this, Honor the Lord with, with, with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with new wine. And, and what was interesting to me as I was studying about trusting in God and ridiculous trust, the context for the, these verses is about trusting God with all your heart. It, it's just trust God with all your heart. It goes on to say, uh, before this verse, it talks, about, it talks about don't be wise in your own ways. And then it says, honor the Lord with the wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. You see, church, here's the key. Here's the key. One of the key indications, if you're trusting God with all your heart, it will always show up in your giving. 
it's, 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 it's one of those trust tests. Are you leaning on your own understanding when it comes to generosity or are you leaning on the Lord? You know, people say, Pastor, that tithing thing, that don't make sense. That giving to God doesn't make sense. I think I'm going to lean on my own understanding. And I wish I was God because I could better explain it to you because it doesn't make sense to me either. But I do know this. When I lean on my own understanding, I'm always falling over. And so I understand if I will honor God by returning the first fruits, the first 10% back to God, to the local church, God always shows up and makes a way and blesses my life. And what I want us to understand is, church, be careful, be careful, be careful that you don't lean on your own understanding because you're going to trip up you're going to fall over somebody shout lean on God oh you didn't shout a shout lean on God yeah yeah don't lean on your own understanding lean on God and his word I want you to see a third a third a third how do we overcome trust and trust issues trust in the Lord with all your heart number two lean not on your own understanding number three acknowledge God in all your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge God. Ridiculous trust acknowledges God in all of our ways. Ridiculous trust says this, God, I acknowledge that you're God on good days and on bad days. I acknowledge that you are God when things go my way and when things do not go my way. I acknowledge you when I get the raise or the promotion or when I don't get the raise or the promotion. I acknowledge you when my relationships are going great and when my relationships are stressful. I acknowledge you when I got a lot of money in the bank and when I got a little money in the bank. I acknowledge you when I'm healthy and when I'm sick. No matter what I I'm going through in life, you're still God. You're still in control. You still have the whole world in the palm of your hand. You're still sovereign. You're still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Even when I don't understand, I trust you. I acknowledge you. You're a God in the good and the bad. And I acknowledge you in all my ways. And so God, I can trust you with all of my heart and lean not on my own understanding because even when I can't trace you, I trust you. You're still with me. You'll never leave me nor forsake me. You still got a plan and a purpose for my life. I acknowledge you in all of my ways. You're God. You're sovereign. You're present. You're at work. And so in all of my ways, I acknowledge you. And I trust you because I acknowledge that you're sovereign and you're God. Look at your neighbor and say, that point was for you. Go ahead and tell him, yeah, yeah, he's, you can trust him. He's God. No matter what you're going through, he's God. No matter what's happening, acknowledge him. He's God. No matter the situation you're in, he's sovereign. He's God. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Number four, number four, number four, number four. Let God direct your paths. Let God direct your paths. Ridiculous trust means we let God direct our paths. So some versions, I love to study the different versions of the Bible. Some versions say he'll make your paths straight. 
Let me share quickly. I want to help you today, church. I want to see your big dreams come to pass. I want to see that big future God has for your life come to pass. Let me share with you quickly three important things that I want you to understand about following God's path. Following God's path. And the first thought is this. If you have ridiculous trust, God will show you which path to take. He will show you. He will direct your path. He will show you which path to take. And understand something about life. One of the challenging things about life, and in in every season of life, there are always multiple paths to take. You're you're always going, God, which path path do I take? Well, God says, if you will trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge me in all your ways. I will direct your path. I will show you which path path to take and some of you because you haven't been having ridiculous trust you've been leaning on your own understanding you haven't acknowledged God in all your ways some of you today are going on the wrong path God wants you on this path but you're taking this path you're supposed to be going this way but some of you are going this way you know one of the worst things to do is to put all your energy and all your effort and all your time and all your resources. You're working like crazy. And then one day wake up and realize, I'm on the wrong path. I'm I'm going the wrong way. No wonder it's not working out. No, No wonder nothing ever comes together. I'm on the wrong path. This is for somebody today. It's not your work ethic. It's the path that you're on. you got to quit trusting in you. Today, cling to God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Quit, quit leaning. Quit. Stop. stop. I, I know you're smart. I know you're educated. I know you got your PhD. I know you've been living 82 years. I know, I know, I know. But don't, don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge God in every, every single aspect of your life. And today somebody needs to get off the wrong path and get on the right path. Get on the right relationship path. Get on the right marriage path. Get on the right dating path. Get on the right career path. Get on the right educational path. Get on the right money path. Get on the right getting free from addiction path. Get on the right path of honoring God with your life. I want you to see a second insight about the path and following God's path. And that is this. When you have ridiculous trust in God, he will make your paths straight. God will straighten out any crooked roads on your path so that you can live out the big future he has for your life. God will help you overcome the barriers that you face on the path so that you can experience the success that he has for you. There's always barriers on the path, but the Bible says he'll make your paths straight. God has a way of helping you overcome the barrier, knocking down the barrier, helping you go around the barrier, and some of you are on the right path, but somewhere along on this path as you've been trying to follow God, maybe it was COVID, maybe somebody disappointed you, maybe somebody hurt you, maybe something went wrong, maybe you got distracted, maybe you just decided, I think my way might be a little bit better than God's way, and you're on the right path, but there's a barrier in your way, and you're not trusting God, and you find yourself stuck. 
You feel stuck relationally. You feel stuck at the job. You you feel stuck with your family. You feel, my marriage is stuck. I'm I'm never going to get married. I just feel stuck in this. I just, my dreams, my business just feels stuck. I just, I feel stuck. And I'm saying right now, you're on the right path. But don't start trusting you. Trust in God. Lean on God. He he knows how to knock down the barriers. He knows how to get you around the barriers. But don't you stay stuck by now starting to trust you and leaning on your own understanding. I want you to see a third. A third, and that is this. Some of you are on the right path, and God has made the path straight. But you're not taking any steps. You aren't walking on the path that God has shown you. God has not put you on the path. He has not shown you the, the, the path. He has, not, he has not put you on the path and, and knocked down the barriers and said, I've got the barriers taken care of for you to stand still. But some of you are stuck standing still. You're not living by faith. You're not walking by faith. You're not moving forward in faith. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 says, for we walk by faith. Not by sight. We walk by faith. We live by faith. Church, we don't stay stuck by faith. We don't sit by faith. We don't just talk by faith. We walk by faith. Something's going to break in somebody's heart when I just do this little simple little illustration. Some of you are stuck, but listen to your pastor today. You're watching me online. You're in one of our locations today. Something's going to leap on the inside of you. Let me tell you what you got to do. You got to start walking. You just, you just, you just... You just got to start walking on the path by, by faith. You, today, somebody needs to step and say, God, I'm going to walk. The relationship's not good. They hurt me, but I'm going to step by faith, and I'm going to forgive them anyways. God, I'm going to go ahead and step out in faith, and God, you're going to help my marriage, and I just step out on faith. God, my kids are acting crazy, but you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and step by faith and begin to get, do the right thing and get them in church and begin to lay hands and pray for them. I'm going to go get the anointing oil and anoint their room when they ain't even around with oil. I'm just going to start stepping by faith. I'm going to step in faith and start tithing and giving generously. I'm going to step out by faith and start the business. I know you called me to start this business and I'm stepping by faith. I'm stepping by faith and I, Lord, I've been paralyzed and not been on the dream team, but I'm going to get on the dream team and start serving. I'm going to step out in faith. I didn't think I was a leader, but God, you got leadership in me. I'm going to lead my own small group. I'm going to step by faith and begin to follow God. Some of you, you're not going to see the dream God has for you if you don't start stepping. You got to walk by faith and God's speaking to somebody you're on the right path you love God you trust God you're leaning on God but you're not walking you're not stepping you're not moving and today's your day to begin to walk by faith Come on, just wave at your pastor if I'm talking to you right now. Come on, online, this door. Come on, pastor, talk. I'm going, I'm going to walk by faith. I just, this is my moment today to walk by faith. And church, we're walking by faith as a church. We wanted to start the Edmond location in 2020. It's been delayed but not denied. In 2022, with the help of the Lord of Jesus, chair, we're going to start that new location in 2022. We got 23 acres under contract right now at Edmond that we want to pay off by, love to pay for it by the end of, by January before we close. We're just walking by faith. Pastor, why are we walking by faith? Why are we starting another location where we're not done? That won't be the only location in Indianapolis. All of my friends watching online, listen, we want to move Indianapolis. We don't want to continue to pay lease. We want to move you into a permanent facility or building or buy your own land and build a building in Indianapolis. We are walking by faith. Why? We're going to continue to walk 
by faith and start more locations as long as there's lost people who need the hope of Jesus I believe that Jesus Christ is the answer I believe he is the hope of the world I believe people need their sins to be forgiven by the power and the blood of Jesus Christ I still believe Jesus needs to set more addicts free I still believe Jesus needs to restore more relationships and more marriages I still believe that we serve a God that still wants to heal more bodies and heal more minds and heal more hearts and we're gonna do everything that we can within our human possibility of walking by faith to take the good news how many know we got the good news I said how many know we got the good news how many know we got the good news it's Jesus Christ the Son of God and we're gonna take him to the ends of the earth and that's what today's all about it's commitment Sunday and there's a commitment card in your seat I ask that you grab that card and online right now they're putting the link there online for you you can make your commitment with us. this is a holy moment for our church you can click that link online and fill out that commitment card and if you'll take that card with me I know some of you already have it filled out some of you came today I even talked to a lady after the last service she said pastor how do I hear from God how do I how do I know which number I said just pray talk to God he'll talk to you I said Lord what do you what, what do you have me to do and the first thing is this is I commit to tithe 10% of my income and just check that box and be a tither first in other words don't don't take the tithe and give it to dream builders or give it to the miracle offering. No, the, the tithe goes to the storehouse for the local church to continue to minister to the needs of people. But now you're saying over and above my tithe for the next 12 months. That's what that box is. And you say, Pastor, what number do I write down? Write down. It's the number that you're giving over and above your tithe for the next 12 months. And then which campus do you attend? And then please write your name and information there on the card as well. And then maybe you'd like today to set up reoccurring giving to start giving right away. And my wife and I are, we give reoccurring as well. And you can fill out that box and you can put your entire tithe and, and Dream Builders number in that box today and fill it out and the card information, all the information there. And so today's our commitment Sunday. And, and then here's a very important Sunday, December the 5th, is our, dream, our, our miracle offering Sunday. And there's sometimes confusion about the miracle offering Sunday. Pastors, the miracle offering over and above my tithe and dream builders know the miracle offering is what you're giving towards your dream builders commitment my wife and i we're making the largest dream builders commitment we've ever made over and above our tithe now here's what your pastors are doing we're trying to give all of our one-year commitment in december and here's why we're doing it we would love to be able to pay cash for that land of two million seventy-five thousand. so we're going to give as much as we can as quick as we can to try to make that happen and if the Lord is speaks to your heart we would love for you as many of you as possible to give as much as you can as quick as you can beginning December the 5th get seed in the ground you'll help us purchase that land and move forward with missions and all that God's called us to do and then you'll get a harvest as well And so that's what December the 5th is all about the month of December the miracle offering is about and so I'm gonna right now ask our worship team in just a moment to sing this song to give you a moment to fill out your card and knowing that God's a way maker. You know, when I do this, when I fill out a card or even when Tiffany and I tithe, it comes out automatically. But when I look at it, when we give an offering, I always pray by faith. Like I don't take these moments light. This is a holy moment. So as you fill this out, begin to think about the areas you need God to make a way in your life, 
away in your business, away in your family, away with your grandchildren, away with your children. Begin to, God, I'm believing you. You're going to make a way. You're going to make a way in my, in my money, a way in my body. I just, I just, I just, God, God, I just, by faith, I believe you're making a way today as I just step out in faith. And I'm going to ask all of our campuses right now, I'm going to turn it to you to sing Waymaker at all the campuses. And then we're going to come in just a moment and to collect your Dream Builders card in just a moment. Go ahead and fill out the cards and let's begin just to trust God. Make this a holy moment between you and the Lord, you and your spouse. And just make this a holy moment as you make a commitment to the Lord. Miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. We make miracle work, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Oh, you are a way maker, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is there are pins in the back of your seat back pocket if you are missing a pin you need a pin there are pins there in the back of the seat back pockets those of you online you can fill out that online card now that is who you are oh that that is who you are that is who you are i'm going to ask the ushers to come and to get in place as we prepare to turn our commitment cards in i hope i've given everybody enough time if for some reason you don't get it turned in right now you can turn it in at the black offering boxes on the walls it's also on the website. It's also on the People's Church app. Father, today we make commitments to you to celebrate the vision of our church. We believe you're a way maker for our lives, a way maker for our church. As we make these commitments, Lord, and prepare to give on December the 5th, Lord, we thank you, we thank you that you're making a way. Lord, we've got big faith in a big God for a big future. And we worship you as we make our commitments today. In Jesus' name I pray. Ushers, you can begin to wait on us. You can click that send button online right now. Hallelujah. 